this thing on. Testing, testing. Okay, cool beans, cool beans. So, welcome to episode three of Brain in a Jar podcast. Thank you so much for showing up. Uh, I realized I have not done this in two weeks, I believe, which is my bad. I don't know if anybody's listening to this podcast anyway, so it works out if if no one's listening, actually, because I haven't come up with a really good schedule. I'm actually kind of excited about this episode and upcoming episodes. Um, I had two special guests on an episode that ended up stretching out to like 45 minutes, and then we ended up deciding, hey, we'll do a part two, um, and, and that's... That's a blast. Oh, I forgot to do to schedule part two, <laughs> but uh, we're working on it. It's a Spider-Man No Way Home uh, review, uh, especially after seeing the the Spider-Man No Way Home. It's going to be like two episodes, 45 to 50 minutes long, maybe even longer, uh, way out of the range of my normal episodes, <laughs> um, which usually end up around 14 to 15 minutes. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I hope you guys are interested in hearing me and and seeing my seeing my stuff come up. But today I would like to talk about something other than Spider Man, which at this point I'm kind of glad to to be um, <laughs> to be out of Spider Man fever. As much as I love the character, we've been talking about him a lot, a ton over the past couple weeks and and months and. It feels good to kind of be like, all right, all right, I can take a step back and and maybe we can we can develop some you know some distance between between those um, between me and Spider Man right now. Um, but anyways, today I would like to talk about I would like to talk about uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, I saw this movie not too long ago and pff, really good. I thought that it was really good, mainly because I think that uh, normally, how do I say this? I think that my expectations going in were ridiculously low. Like I wasn't trying to go in and be like, well, let's see, look at this with a critical eye and I'm going to take notes and, and talk about this on my podcast later. That's not, that's not at all, uh, that's not at all what I was thinking or planning on doing. Um, I was just going in, friends had invited me like last minute and I was like, oh yeah, heck yeah, I'll go with you guys. Let's go watch this movie. And, uh, got into the movie, totally expecting to just go off the whole time, which we did, or at least the group I was with did. Um, but I found myself actually super enjoying the film. And like I said, going into it, it wasn't that bad (laughs) when it comes to, to writing all that wasn't, you know wasn't great like i feel like there was a lot of things like i'm not saying the mo- what i'm trying to say is the movie wasn't perfect like it was fun it was entertaining but the movie like wasn't perfect and oddly enough that made it more fun in a way because like i have to sit there and be like oh like why why are they saying that uh well of course because the script needed it to be like that's like the whole the whole like fun of it in a way was criticizing its weaker points and enjoying its stronger points um and so, long story short, before I get into like my rating of it, I'm gonna start trying to do ratings here uh, on the fly. <laughs> I didn't plan on doing this, so so uh, let's let's make a scoring system. I don't know. Uh, I would say that one of its stronger points, acting. Let's talk acting for a minute. All right, I'm I'm using sticky notes. Dang it! I, I hope I don't have to edit this. So acting. 
acting, I would say was a solid, solid 8 out of 10. Now, now, I know what you're thinking. With a movie that has a mostly the main cast is children, um, uh, uh, and, you know, it doesn't seem like the last movie had pretty bad acting. But, I mean, we're at a point in in movies where acting isn't really, not really prevalent, but it's like, you know, really good acting shines and really bad acting gets glossied up and made to be looking not bad. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Uh, and this movie is guilty of that, but I think that this movie, specifically its its lead, or at least one of its leads you can consider, McKenna Grace, it was fantastic. Like, as a young performer, uh, I'm sure it's hard. I've never been a young performer, so I wouldn't know. But she nailed it. She came out and rocked the character. It was a little bit weird in the beginning. I feel like the writers were like, this is this character, and she's goofy, and she's quirky. Um, but ended up you know, kind of normaling out later in the movie, um, while still maintaining some quirks. Uh, but I think I think she did the best with her lines. I've always enjoyed her movies. She's been the little cute girl in everything. Uh, <laughs> uh, I specifically loved her in Gifted um with with chris evans so it seems as though she pretty much carried the movie not only did she carry the movie but i think paul rudd also nailed it like i think that coming in uh with those two heavy hitters uh uh you know giving a really good performance i think was was a big part of why the movie was so dang entertaining um because they were both funny and worked off each other and were you know were really, really entertaining to watch together, to be in the same scenes. It was like, oh, they have a little thing. Like, that's cool. Um, obviously, spoilers realm. We're getting into spoilers. The original Ghostbusters show back up. Uh, Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray and, and, and Ernie Hudson. Talk about just a blast to see them. And Bill Murray is just as funny as, as the day he left the last Ghostbusters set and possibly funnier. Uh, and he owns the entire five minutes of screen time he's in. Um, it, it was awesome. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, to get into its weaker acting, uh, uh, I didn't really understand Carrie Coon's character, um, Callie or whatever her name was. I, I, I struggled to enjoy that character, but, you know, it wasn't bad. Uh, and then here's here's what's kind of a... Uh, a controversial take, okay? Finn Wolfhard, fantastic actor, loved him in Stranger Things, uh, didn't need to be there. Uh, his character Trevor felt kind of like a, I don't know, an add-on to add another two characters, you know, um, to, to add extra characters. The other, you know, ex- I don't know. I don't know, guys. Because I feel like that's such a good actor, and and I feel as though he was picked because he was popular, not because he was good, and got kind of thrown to the wayside when it comes to script. Like they were planning on Phoebe or or, or McKenna Grace's character on being this kind of lead and this heavy hitter that I feel like he maybe got his you know lines cut early on, probably cut later on too. Like it was it was hard to enjoy him. Let's just say like normally I I. And when I'm watching something and I see him in it, I'm like, oh, I enjoy him as an actor. I enjoy his performance. This one, I didn't really enjoy it. I, I like the movie would cut back to him and I'd be like, oh, this is still him. He's still here. Like, I totally forgot 
that this was a character in this movie and that sounds kind of bad but like uh uh it's not anything against him like obviously he's a fantastic actor and has developed an, an entire franchise around himself along with um the little girl that plays 11 i can't remember her name which i will later and uh, if i made a make a video format of this i will sneak and add it in um but specifically um those characters or at least that character trevor wasn't just it wasn't stand out and i think they kind of wasted finn wolfhart the other non-standout character was the kid podcast and i'm a little bit insulted about his name being podcast and him being like like oh well all little young um, uh kids are are you know this way it's no all right first of all who makes a podcast running gun like that like I liked his little setup, like the shotgun mic and stuff, but, like, if you're going to do that, make a YouTube video, like, record it, you know, if you're going to carry a microphone around, you might as well carry a stinking camera, like, I don't know why, I don't know why it was his thing, I feel like, you know, the, the writers were like, so what are the kids into these days, what are the kids doing, what are they up to, ooh, those kids like them podcasts, Let's 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 make a kid where literally his entire personality is a podcast. Let's do that. And I feel like, you know, um, it, instead of making Phoebe having a, 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 a friend character that was equally as quirky as her, but more outgoing, I feel like that was that was kind of a mistake. What I would have written him as, and I know this is like a, a loser in his in his bedroom recording a podcast saying how professional writers should write a movie that's not what i'm trying to be like but i feel like he would have benefited from being a character that is multimedia-esque you know it would have been funny if he's trying to juggle podcast and youtube and live streaming like imagine how funny that would be if it's him with this rig fully like get up on him you know like like he's he's wearing a gopro on his chest and a gopro on a helmet carrying a shotgun mic carrying another camera in the other hand while simultaneously or maybe his iphone streaming it the whole time you know like i feel like that would have been a really funny way to you know to have that character be involved and could also lead to something later on kind of pull a spider-man long way uh far from home where he 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 finds out where they are through flashes you know live stream um the ghostbusters could have tracked him down it would have been funny it would have been funny oh man dang it i'm worried about posting this because now i have to edit it and it's late i don't want to edit an audio file anyway so acting was an eight story how was the story i would give it ah oh, man i wouldn't say it's a 10 it's nowhere near a 10 but i also wouldn't say it's like not a seven you know it, it you know what let's call it a six and a half i i feel like it was a solid oh my microphone okay i hope it i hope ah dang it dang it more editing no it's fine i won't edit it i'm not gonna touch it uh story we're gonna call story a six and a half i don't think that it was like ooh, you know um two <sighs> Two, it wasn't any one thing, but I feel like the story altogether was good. It was just a nice little send-off for our Ghostbusters. I don't think they should make a sequel to this one specifically because of the story. Um, if the story was like this just fantastic, 
like roller coaster ride and I was like, "Whoa, I, w- I can't wait to see more of this." But it wasn't really like that. It was more of like okay, this is a nice little send-off. This is just like, you know, someone's little passion project that someone had written this script and and, you know, was like, "Hey, I have I happen to have like a third Ghostbusters movie or fourth technically. Oh gosh, fourth Ghostbusters movie that uh I had to sorry, I remembered the third Ghostbusters movie. Uh, I have a fourth Ghostbusters movie, you know, script lying around um, that I wrote not too long ago. Let's make it a movie. And then, you know, people just jumped on. I like that idea better. Uh, but but with that said, going back to the third Ghostbusters movie, uh, I don't know what you would call that movie. I don't, I think it was just Ghostbusters. I don't know. Everybody's going to be like, well, you didn't like it because it had women in it. And, you know, you're the devil, you misogynistic pig. And that's not why I hate that movie. I just want everybody to know I do hate it, but not because it's just women. I feel as though it was like the classic, like, oh, well, we're going to reboot, you know, um, and we would like to see this thing make millions of dollars, but we would like to skip the creative part. We would like to skip the difficult part to make a movie uh, um, good. And so that's why we're going to make it, you know, we're just going to slap the feminist, you know, sticker on it and call it a day. Like, I feel like, I feel like they, they, they tried to lean into that too much and too hard. Not saying that there's anything wrong with feminist. You guys are going to get me on a tangent now. There's nothing wrong with feminism. I, I would consider myself a feminist, but the movie was so bad in every way. Like, like they weren't given the actors and and people weren't given a good environment to uh, commit acts of comedy in the the you know the story was so bad that you know uh, improvising i'm sure was difficult on their part the you know the i don't know visual effects were pretty good i actually like that uh, if you were a visual effects artist on that movie good job you nailed it buddy you were the best part of that movie but like and I'm sure a lot of people hate me for that too, uh, but but anyways, we're not talking about Ghostbusters three. We're talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife. But you guys see where I stand. Like I feel like this movie had a way more put together story, a way more enjoyable story, and and the story had some weight. The last movie's story didn't have any weight. This movie had a little bit of weight to it. It was like okay, I can get down with this, but it didn't have enough weight to where like it could then just take off flying you know what I mean like it didn't have like the ability to to capture me enough to make you know to make another one but it was it was good it was good at this point I'm rambling uh, but 6.5 not great but not horrible not not awful maybe it deserves a seven we'll put seven I'm writing seven on the sticky note with a question mark maybe a seven all right all right so we got acting was good story was good action I want to talk about action for a minute because this movie had some really interesting action in it. I really liked the chases in this movie. The fight at the end was was decent. Um but I was particularly liked the chasing the the little like metal eater monster uh ghost uh through town. Like that was really good. I enjoyed that action. I was like, "Wow, that's good." I also thought it was really funny. Uh and I told this to the person that I was watching the movie with Kayla. And we were sitting down and, and, you know, I think I said this to her. I might have. Um, but there's a part where, you know, like that about that 
Ghost specifically, where he shoots metal out of his mouth like a gun. And it was funny. I was sitting there. I was like, oh, man, last movie, uh, what's-her-face could – Zool could shoot lasers out of her face or, or whatever she did. I can't remember. Uh, you know, the, the other ghosts would slime you or, or chase you down and spook you or grab you with their ugly dog hands. Nah, this one just has an AR-15 <laughs> mounted in his face, and he's going to, you know, just just – make a mess of make a mess of things uh you know so really good action i think feel like that the the climax was a little um not really well choreographed but its visuals were fun i like the idea you know um great great visuals fantastic visuals ah not visuals 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 fantastic visuals and and i enjoyed it oh okay i'm going to i'm going to talk about this later but um action action was i don't know i'd give it i'd give it a seven you know we're gonna give it a tight seven all right action was seven stories 6.5 slash seven ish act oh yeah acting eight um also uh just just overall overall what do i think of this movie i'm sure there's there's some oh comedy comedy in this movie okay that's another little comedy okay okay we're going to talk about the comedy in this movie. Comedy was definitely an 8. I think that, you know, that may be a little controversial. But like I said, Bill Murray nailed it for the five minutes he was in it. And uh, Paul Rudd, hilarious, was really funny in it. They had had some great moments. Uh, and then L- Little McKenna Grace had some fantastic delivery for these, like, dad jokes. That was, like, a part of her character because she's, like, uh, we're getting into spoilers again. But she's, like, this, like, quirky person that, like, looks up jokes just to um like try to entertain like she thinks that's what people want and and that's a, what a part of a conversation is so she's like looking them up and saying them just like saying them so dry and there's this one at the end where she's distracting you know the the main main antagonist and she's standing in front of her and and she tells this joke about whales and I'm gonna do my best to retell the joke, but she's basically standing there, and she says it just wicked dry. And she goes, you know, there's two whales walk into a bar, and one whale says, <laughs> and the other whale looks at him and says, "Go home, Jerry. You're drunk." And and she, she the delivery, like I butchered it. The delivery she gave. Just as dry as it was and just clean cut, it was it was funny. It was just dang hilarious. And I found myself verbally being the only person in the theater cracking up that she said that. Me and like my group of people thought it was hilarious. And then the other two people in the theater were like, shut up. Um, <laughs> but they did it. Um, so yeah, comedy was an eight. I think it was very funny. Um, little quirky thing. Um... I'm looking at the cast and did not know Josh Gad was in it. Um, Also, J.K. Simmons was in it for like literally five seconds. J.K. Simmons is my favorite actor of all time. And and he was in it like split second. And I was like, oh, that's that's the guy. And I feel like, you know, I don't know. To see him just even though it was for a split second, like I I feel like that was fun and kind of gave some closure to like what the – what the guy who built the building would be like, his hair and all of it. There was so much of that that was unexplained that it also felt felt lended to the comedy, where it was like, 
there's so much story going on with him, obviously. And then for her to just tear him in half, it, it's stinking hilarious. It's like, that's awesome. You just like waved a feather of like funny and, and or fa- waved a feather of like story and interesting stuff in front of us. And then was like, ripped it in half and was like, no, we're going back to the movie. And it kind of like brought you back to reality. It's, it, it's awesome. It was awesome. Uh, and funny. And I, th- I thoroughly enjoyed that. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I thoroughly enjoyed this whole movie. Uh, I don't know, guys. Uh, I feel like star Wars, the old, like the new star Wars tried to like rip on nostalgia, like the whole time. And I think it like, it like lacked consequences. And I, I'm going to do an episode here pretty soon on the matrix, the new matrix. Um, but I think a big part of why, you know, Star Wars is falling flat and the newer Matrix, I've heard from a lot of people, they think it's horrible. I haven't gotten the chance to watch it through yet. I've watched just little parts of it as my dad was watching it. Um, but I think what, what the nostalgia chasing lacks most of the time is any good closure or any weight of story, if this makes sense. And I'm going to explain this to you, like... New Star Wars, right? Basically, the Empire just rose again, and we're right back at where we were, Episode 5, right? Like, there, there's nothing new, or, or Episode 4, we're right back. There's nothing new going on in the Star Wars universe. There is no, like, moment of, hey, we got everything back again, and then, you know, global war breaks out with, with what were they even called? I've forgotten. It's not like the new Empire, but, well, I'll just call them that. Uh, it's not like war broke out with a new empire or we're currently dealing with like new factions of, um, you know, we're not dealing with new factions of the empire that broke apart and now they're struggling for power and the new republic struggling for power. It's basically just episode four. And, and I feel like, you know, these movies, the last Ghostbusters wasn't a sequel it was kind of like this reboot ish and you know it 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 was like oh yeah we're just gonna do the old one again i feel like i feel like was was bad and and that's the problem with the new star wars but where this movie stands out and i think like where spider-man no way home stands out through also kind of tugging on our little heartstrings over um nostalgia you know i feel like where this movie and spider-man no way home gets us is it's like the story had weight you know the universe moved on this this story moved on and we're picking up right back where things start to get interesting again and i think that's that's really cool and and if you know what i'm talking about for no way home like spoilers for no way home you kind of pick up where the spider-man universe the spider-verse is getting interesting again where you know and you get closure on your little characters that you that you didn't really get closure on i don't know if we got closure on bill murray or dan Aykroyd or ernie hudson's characters in the last movies i don't know but i think that you know now we get to have that closure and and i think that's really important for for franchises who plan on doing these it should be more than just a cash grab and of course you know these big companies should be able to cash grab from this like but at the same time, they should do it respectfully and not so dang abrupt where it's just like, you know, smash and grab cash. It should be, hey, we would like to bring this property back to make money. 
we would like to do it right because we know that's going to make more money and we also know that that's going to be respectful and that's going to be the honorable thing to do. Anyways, I've gone off on too many tangents and this episode's already getting too long and uh, I already plan on not editing it so I apologize to all the oohs and uhs and the tangents and the sentences that don't go anywhere. I apologize, but thank you very much for listening to my podcast. This is a great, great little thing. This is episode three. I'm very proud. Real, real quick. I'm really proud of the banner. This, this, the thumbnail. This episode. I always put in a lot of effort into my thumbnails to make them visually interesting and catch your eye. And and uh, and this one particularly, I'm I'm very fond of. And if you're confused, um, it, it the titling says "Dogs and Cats Living Together: Mass Hysteria." That's that's a line from from the original Ghostbusters, if you didn't know. Uh, the house covers it up. But here's the thing, is is if you're a graphic artist and you're looking at this and you're like, the house covers it up. It's like, yeah, but I wanted to do it and it's my thing and it's my thumbnail and it's my show. So suck a, suck a, suck a fat honey suckle, sir. I, I don't know where I was going with that. I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say anymore. But thank you. Anyways, thank you for listening. I'm so tired. It's, it's 10.01. And you kids out there are probably like, oh, 10 one I'm good till 2. But like, I don't know, us working folk got to be somewhere in the morning. So, but thank you so much for listening. This has been a Brain in a Jar podcast. I, I adore you. Thank you for showing up. And I'm CJ Siegfried signing off. <laughs>